0: Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Feliz Navidad, Joyous Festivus, and welcome everybody to this special Christmas episode of the Green Door Podcast. You've caught me as I'm making my way to Buckland, where the master of Brandy Hall is throwing his annual Christmas party. We've set up in Frodo's old room, where we have some extra mics and headsets for the guests we're expecting. Ads even set up a mic outside the window in one of the trees, as some of our visitors won't comfortably fit inside the room. But that's not a problem, as out front there will be all kinds of Christmas festivities, from bonfires to ice skating, sledding and singing, fiddlers and pipers, and enough food and drink to fill everybody's corners. This party has quite the reputation. It brings hobbits and men, elves and dwarves, and even stranger folk together to ring in the holiday season. So when our invitation came in the mail, we knew we had to check out the party. And with all those amazing people in one place, we thought we'd do something a little different tonight. So we'll be abandoning our traditional format and we won't be discussing the Silmarillion. Instead, we're gonna record some radio-style promotional spots for our show with some friends whose names you just might know. Gandalf should be waiting for me when I get there, Treebeard will be stopping by, three trolls named Tom, Burton, William, the Lord of the Mark, and King of Rohan, Theoden, everybody's favorite skin changer, Bayorn, the maker of the Silmarils, Feanor, and the King Under the Mountain, Thorin, have all agreed to stop by and help us out. So please join me as I finish making my way through the freshly fallen snow to Brandy Hall. Well, I do love a good walk through the snow, and it is beautiful. But with the sun going down, I'm not going to lie, it's also a bit spooky. Oh boy, okay, I'm going to quicken my step a little bit here. I mean, we are close to the edge of the Shire. And Fangorn Forest is not all that far away. Ads and May are probably already all set up and waiting for me, and I don't want to keep the wizard waiting. I hope it's just the light, but I keep seeing the tree line in front of me moving. Wait a minute. Is that... No, it can't be. Treebeard, is that you? Over here, it's James. Yes.
1: Some call me James. So nice to see you. One stop. Two
0: I'm very much looking forward to it. We've heard nothing but really good things about this Christmas party. And uh, as you know, we're taking the opportunity uh, with all of those great people in one place uh, to record some uh, promotional stuff for the show. Uh, Thanks again uh, for agreeing to do that with us, uh, Treebeard. Can I ask, uh, you're you're sort of on the wrong side of things. What are you uh, doing uh, on this side of Buckland Uh, if you're making your way to the party.
1: Sides. I am on nobody's side. I am making my way to visit a friend in the Woody End. If you must know. And we ants must keep some secrets
0: home. Oh, Treebeard, I apologize. I did not mean to pry. I wasn't even going to ask what's tucked up under your arm there all wrapped up. Uh, but I do understand uh, you've got things to do, and I'll catch up with you later at the party. So that is just one of the incredible guests you can expect to hear on the show tonight. And if you enjoyed that, and if you're still with us now, then you might get a real kick out of this Christmas episode. So please put on your comfortable shoes and follow me as I finish making my way to Brandy Hall. Finally. Made my way most of the way here. I'm just coming around the corner, and wow, uh, I've never been here before. And uh, this is an impressive place. Uh, there must be over a hundred windows, uh, doors everywhere, and they're all mostly ajar tonight, and mostly unlocked, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, lots of music and lots of sounds, as you can hear. Uh, and the party is just getting wound up as I see people. Uh, sort of making their way outdoors. Um, There's a couple of fires lit. uh, Wow, what an amazing place. So uh, I think I'm just about at the right door, and and I'm going to make my way inside. May adds, I finally made it to Brandy Hall. Wow, it is good to see you guys. Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas, James. Come on over here. Give you a big hug.
0: Whoa, you're strong. Holy cow, May! you've been working out.
3: (laughs) Brilliant to see you. Happy Christmas back to you, too. Would you like a drink?
0: Thanks, man. Uh, Yes, I would like two drinks. It's been a long walk, so I'll have a uh, tall glass of water and an eggnog with extra ice, but uh, hold the rum. And uh, what can I pour for you, bud?
3: I've already got a pint on the go, so, uh, yeah, I'm already uh, very much enjoying myself.
2: I'm going to have a spruce beer because I just love it
3: yeah oh i do love spruce beer
0: that's a good call and uh, i can smell that there's uh, a few pipes of tobacco and and that's definitely definitely southern star so whoever's got southern star hope uh, you've got enough to share
3: yeah yeah i think uh, i saw the wizard earlier somewhere he's he's been popping in and out he's somewhere in one of these tunnels so there are people everywhere oh there are there's it's
2: crazy of yeah everywhere it's,
3: it's gonna be a really great evening I saw
0: three fiddlers, uh, there's a, they're starting the bonfire up soon, it's it's getting dark, uh, so I think our timing is perfect to start up this little adventure of a podcast we're going to do tonight. Brilliant. Um, ads, May, uh, it's Christmas Eve, and we managed to steal some time away to, uh, to record some promo stuff, this is a great place to do it, uh, Brandy Hall having its annual enormous Christmas party, and there are people from every... Corner of Middle Earth here. I mean, I saw dwarves, I saw men, I saw elves, I saw some stranger things all together.
2: (laughs) So
0: I really think we're in for a good time. Have you ever, uh, May, have you ever been to this Christmas party before? This is my first time.
2: No, this is my first time, and I'm so excited. I'm overwhelmed. There's stuff everywhere. There's, I don't know, it's like they took the forest and they just hung it indoors. There's wreaths and garlands and mistletoe, and it's just, beautiful i love it
4: Mm.
3: ads have you been here before uh i've been here once i came to look at the library actually um have you seen it it is incredible it's the largest collection of historical books and records i think anywhere in this area um in the whole shire i think uh, you're right yeah i think i think meridoc brandybuck might have a few pieces in here um so do check that out at some point maybe tomorrow morning Very
0: good. Uh, Yeah, what a party. I've heard a tale of this event, but wow, when you see it live and the smells, the food, the mulled wine, I mean, there's just, there's something uh, for everyone. (laughs) They're they're queuing for the mulled wine. Yeah, I I think you're right. And with that smell, I don't blame them. Um, So my walk over here was pretty good. I ran actually uh, into Treebeard and I'm surprised. I thought Gandalf would be um, the first one here and ready to go, he seemed to indicate that would be his situation. He wanted to record his promo stuff early so he could get out and enjoy the festivities. You know how popular he is yeah. at events like this. Um, but I guess he's running late, and uh, I did see Treebeard on my walk over. Um, speaking of which, I mean, I stopped quickly. I, I'm the last to get here. You guys made better time than I. Um, but I stopped quickly in Frogmorton uh, and said hello to some people in Whitfurrow's. Uh, but my walk was pretty uneventful. How
3: did you guys make it over here? How was, how was your way over, Ads? Uh, you, you'd never believe what happened to me on the way over. Um, you know, we oh, decided, oh, we decided, didn't we, to leave a few of the dwarves um, to house it back end. And um, yes. I set out, and the stunted ones were in the middle of reenacting the Battle of the Five Armies again. I know. Oh, boy. I, uh, I know. Probably not a great idea, especially after the last time they did it. Uh, poor old gaffer. He did get quite the shock uh, whilst digging up his potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this time around, they'd only gone and borrowed young Rosie Cotton's goat, hadn't they? We'll look after it, he shouted as Bomba sat atop the poor animal, pretending he was blooming day nine for arriving on his war pig. <laughs> Oh, no. I know. The problem was Rosie's goat didn't want to play ball and was standing in the middle of the path, outside Bag End by the hedge, um, refusing to budge. To cut a long story short... Too late. ..I attempted to give her a friendly-ish push when uh, Biffa jumped out of the nearby bush pretending to be Bjorn. <laughs> Frightened the life out of myself and Bomber, he fell off the goat, which in turn knocked me over... And to add insult to injury, proceeded to then walk off munching on those lovely, nice new purple gloves you gave me, because I dropped
4: them. I know. I, I, I was not amused. That is unfortunate, and it's
0: cold this time of year. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. That goat will eat anything.
3: I know. I know. I blame the dwarfs, so, though, to be fair.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess the goat's just being a, a goat. It's following its nature. The dwarves should know at least a little better since they've made these mistakes a couple of times before. Wow, that's much more exciting a tale than I had.
3: Well, they're not allowed to play the Battle of the Five, five Armies again.
0: <laughs> well, that's probably a good idea. Um, May, I hope, I hope your, uh, your way over was, was less eventful or at least... That you made it here with everything that you left home with
2: well let's just say that my way over was just done at neck break speed I caught an eagle <laughs> hurled myself off the eagle just landed in a pile of snow it kind of tumbled onto the porch So, <laughs> here I am well done, yeah. That's an
0: image. Well
3: done.
2: <laughs> got a bit of snow left in my hair here I just gotta shake it off a little bit but I guess it'll melt by the fire
0: Oh, very good, good. and you didn't have any uh, any problems finding this place? Because I wasn't sure which, all the doors look so similar.
2: Yeah, talking about that, I was kind of like looking for the loo, and nope, not that door, not that door. I just bumped into all kinds of different happenings behind those doors, and one of them was like really weird. There was like a bunch of women and lots and lots and lots of fabric piled up, and for some reason I just made them gasp when I opened the door, so I just... So away, so I wasn't sure what was happening over there. But, anyways,
0: Christmas party happenings around yeah. fabric uh, and gasping women. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what the night unfolds.
2: <laughs> Interested. Yes, I know. Uh,
0: I I don't know about you guys, but um, I definitely have to eat something. And, ads, can you pass over some of the uh, some of the goodies on the table over there?
3: Yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. There you
0: go. Mm. Yeah, no, that smells too good. To, oh, what is... Who made uh, these chocolate ones? Oh.
4: Mm. Yeah, they are all good, aren't they? Oh. That's almost...
2: Wait a minute. Yeah. Pass it over that's here, please. That's good. Sorry. Hey guy. Thank you. Oh. you.
0: Got it? Delicious. Delicious. Mm. <laughs> While you, uh, you guys enjoy those, and I put some more of it into my tummy, I think uh, Ad's... We should get the things together to light a fire, and we should officially welcome everybody uh, to Brandy Hall to join us for this special Christmas edition. We're not going to even, we're not calling it episode 13, we're just calling it the Green Door Christmas Special. So welcome everybody. Uh, Here at Brandy Hall, there are hundreds of places uh, to find yourself comfortable and warm with something to do. There's a bonfire, and every door is open in Brandy Hall tonight, which is unusual Uh, Being so close to the old forest, uh, people in Buckland usually lock their doors, uh, but not tonight. Uh, All the doors are open and unlocked, and you're uh, free to come and go as you please. Now, we want people to come into this room, uh, and I think it's a good place to stay, because if you hang out here long enough, we're going to have some pretty special uh, visitors coming to see us. Uh, As I mentioned um, as I walked in, uh, Gandalf was supposed to be here first, but I haven't seen him yet. Uh, Treebeard will be showing up at some point. Um, our friends Bert and Tom and William will be stopping by to record. Uh, Theoden and Beorn, Feanor and Thorin, all scheduled to pop in. They were all going to be at the party uh, and have agreed to come in and do some promo work for us. So you never know who else you're going to see. Make yourself comfortable. And, Ads, are you ready with that fire?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorted. So I will light the match. And here goes. Oh, that's good.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. What a beautiful hearth that is. It's not quite as big as the one we have at Bag End. Maybe a little deeper, though. The stonework, though. Impressive. No, it's beautiful. And, May, Yes. I happen to notice uh, those earrings. Those are pretty extravagant. Where do you get Christmas earrings like that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do you like about my earrings, James? Tell me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's the fact that they they change colors depending on where I'm sitting,
2: uh-huh.
0: um, or or if it's maybe just the beautiful shape of them, but uh, it must have been a gift from a wizard, I would guess.
2: Well, they are um, poinsettias, so that would explain, like, how large they are, and uh, mm-hmm. why you cannot not notice them, I guess. Um, well... I don't know. I heard that they came from the realm at the end of the Shire, and <laughs> I'm not sure how that place is called, but um, something to do with like the way that mist um, crystallizes on them when it's really cold outside. So that's why you get a bit of that shimmer going. And, Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. That makes
0: sense. Christmas, Christmas poinsettias with a little Christmas yeah. magic. Love it. Cool. Well, guys, um, I should mention to the uh, listeners that we've got microphones set up sort of all over the place for our uh, guests who are coming in to record. We've got one over there at that empty chair with uh, the headset uh, ready to go. But we also have one set up by the uh, big window there, uh, sort of outside for our taller guests. Some some of the people dropping by won't even fit into the room. Uh, and Treebeard, I think, uh, should be here soon. He did say he had... Uh, he had a stop to make along the way, but I expect to see him shortly. And I, I can't believe—I I just have to interrupt here, guys, for a second. But can you hear those pipes knocking? Yeah, totally. It's—it's it's crazy how I guess Brandy Hall was built uh, a long time ago, and the fact there's indoor plumbing at all is probably a miracle. But boy, are those pipes ever loud! <laughs>
3: yeah, they are noisy, aren't they? Yeah.
0: They really are. I wonder what they were. Knocking, knocking.
3: You think it's pipes, do you? I—I uh,
0: I think it, it is. I think. Well, I've heard. Uh, that they've had some problems with knocking of the pipes and leaking water, so uh, be careful Ah. if you do need to use the uh, facilities. Uh, Be careful when you jiggle the handle when you flush.
3: Cool. Oh, wait. Oh, I I think we have a visitor at the window. Fangorn, you made it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: So nice to see you, Ads and May, and you again, James.
5: All
2: the best, Treebeard. What's that you're carrying all wrapped up in a blanket?
1: Well, young humans, it's a tree. A Christmas tree. My gift to you. Oh, wow.
2: Its needles are white. Oh, it's stunning.
1: A rare albino spruce from Gondor. Potted, of course, and ready to decorate now. And then plant in the spring. Shelter her from the winter wind until then.
2: And what's that hanging in its branches?
1: A gift from Tom and his lady, Goldberry. When I told them I was giving you a Christmas tree, they wanted to be the first to give you decoration for it. Tom searched out a perfectly round stone and Goldberry cleverly painted it. A green hobbit door hanging proudly in the branches of your White tree from Gondor.
0: Well, both the tree and the ornament are beautiful and, and very touching. Thank you so much.
3: I'm chuffed that you all thought of us. Please, on behalf of the three of us, you must thank Tom and Goldbury.
2: Hey, Eds, your fire's struggling. Maybe you want to throw another log or... Uh, I mean, never mind. May... I know, I'm sorry.
1: An honest blunder. And not to worry. Master Mary would never take an axe to one of my trees. All of the firewood here at Brandy Hall is chopped. From fallen wood, trees that ran their course, and now they release their last spark as they return to ashes. Speaking of Mary, where is that little master? I haven't seen him yet.
2: Last I saw him and Pepin were hatching some plan that involved fireworks.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes. Some things never change. Well, then... I am off to find him. Enjoy the party and Merry Christmas.
0: Wow, I mean, my. That, guy, that guy talks slow, but I, May. Looks, I'm sure he caught what you said. I,
2: I'm so sorry, you know, I saw the fire dying, and I thought, like, you know, maybe he's just got, like, an extra piece of twig lying around, you know. I, I, my bad, I'm so sorry, I really didn't mean it that oh,
0: way. He didn't look too offended. Um... Well, this is going to be really fun. I'm glad Treebeard stopped by. And wow, what a what a beautiful uh, little white tree that I he gave us. I love and that, it.
4: Oh. That
3: ornament is stunning. Uh, Tom and, and Goldberry, thank you. The, the green door, uh, the little ornament there, it, it is striking against the white, isn't it?
2: It is. Beautiful. I love it. Um,
3: well, well,
0: guys, you know, we're looking at a Christmas tree. Let's talk Christmas. Um, before our... our uh, first scheduled guest uh, arrives uh, gandalf hopefully uh, if not the trolls will be here soon um, but before we do that let's let's have a little quick talk about our favorite christmas gifts um, okay. I, i've got a few questions to sprinkle to throw at you guys sprinkle in through the show tonight and the first one's going to be um, in your lives it could be from when you were a little kid uh, yeah. or it could be from you know last year uh, what are some of the highlights or if you have one it was difficult for me to pick one so i'm going to mention a couple uh, but if you have one uh, Christmas gift that's your favorite, that's your standout, which one is it?
3: Okay, well, yeah, I, no, I, sorry, mate, I, I, I thought you were going to go. Um, I can absolutely um, remember, uh, I would have been 12, and I got a snooker table. And oh. that, is, oh. that, that cool. is the one present that stands out probably more than any other, um, I had to actually use some of my own money towards it as well, but Father Christmas gave me the, the difference, and um, yeah, it, it arrived, and just this massive
2: wow, Yeah, where do you put oh, this thing? Wow. It's not like you can just like push <laughs> it in the corner of your room, it's like, no, wait, you got to have a room for it, right?
3: Yeah, it was six foot by three foot, and... It luckily was, was one that you could sort of take the, the legs down and sort of leave it against or behind the sofa. Uh-huh. So mum and dad used to let me have it out um, after school for sort of an hour or so, and then I'd have to put it away again. Uh, but it was a proper really really nice one, chunky sort of bit of wood. Uh, and then the other one, which probably explains why I you know, love... Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, etc. There was a board game called Hero Quest, where you played as a barbarian or an elf or a dwarf or a wizard, and you you compete. Sounds against, awesome! Oh, it was brilliant. You compete against someone who basically was controlling the orcs and the goblins and the skeletons, and and you went around this board, and as you as you came into certain rooms, once you could see once you could see inside the room the dungeon master who was controlling you know the baddies would would lay this all this furniture out and say there was a skeleton on this square and there was a zombie on this square and then a walk behind the cupboard there and yeah it's just it was just really good as a god must have been 10 11 year old i guess um so they're the two that i remember
0: that's awesome um yeah when you're a kid something about Getting gifts as a kid. My, mine come from childhood too, although I've gotten some really good recent gifts. Something about the nostalgia of, of childhood gifts. I think. 13 snooker table sounds pretty awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it
2: does. Uh, May? <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, I'm drawing a blank for <laughs> Christmas past, except for one year. One year. And I must have been around 12 years old as well. Um... And I was already a gamer, so I had the Nintendo console. We're talking about like the, oh, yeah. the 80s console, you know, where you only had yeah. like, the A and B button.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um,
0: the NES. And
2: that year, guys, that year, I got three games: I got Tetris, <laughs> yep. I got Paperboy, and I got Simon's Quest which is oh, Castlevania. Two out of three
0: are amazing. Well, <laughs> yeah, two out of three of those are great. Paperboy so,
3: sucks. <laughs> that's, that's the one that I remember seeing in arcades and everything,
4: though. Simon's Paperboy. Quest? Castlevania. No, Paperboy. Paperboy, Paperboy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paperboy, boo. Yeah, Paperboy,
2: it <laughs> <laughs> got a little redundant, you know? You hit a few sewers or you get backed up on uh, so it's kind of like, okay, it kind of loses its luster, but...
0: Uh, but he, at the time, all three were just amazing, though, right?
2: Honestly, uh, Castlevania was, I think, one of the reasons why I became so engrossed with like RPGs and um, kind of fantasy world building because yeah. yeah, it was so much fun, you know. Um, so you were uh, you were Simon, and Simon was kind of this warrior on a quest to get back. Uh, at Dracula for something, and so you had to roam through forests that would uh, turn into like horror visions in the night, you know, you were hunting down the living skeletons and all kinds of beasts, you know, and you were fighting them with like chaplets and holy water and all that shabazz, so... <laughs> That was fun. Amazing. And Tetris, obviously. For sure, it's fun. Tetris is like you know, it's still like one of my favorite games. Like I just love it. You know, uh, I did. It's addictive. Up, it is. And I I think I did end up, like, finishing the game, like, within the hours of getting it, because I I was just playing nonstop. I I might have, like, (laughs) overheated my console, I don't know, or maybe gotten blisters on my thumbs, I'm not sure. But (laughs) 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 I definitely spent a lot of time playing that game, so that's what I remember the best Christmas was.
0: That is a good choice yeah brilliant. Um, mine comes from childhood too I was younger than you guys my if I have to pick one uh, gift it would probably be uh, the transformer I got when I was like eight I got the um, there was only one good guy Autobot plane his name was Jetfire and he was like really big he was even bigger than Optimus Prime yeah um, this white, yeah, and and I didn't have any really cool transformers. Like I had some of the smaller ones. Like I had I had the cassettes for Shockwave, uh, or what was the guy's name who played the cassettes? Ads.
3: Uh, I had I had Star Star Screen Star. Star? Oh, Star Screen was a good one. Yeah, I had him. Star
0: Screen was uh, the the first uh, general, but um, uh, who was who was the the radio player guy? Yeah, I
3: can't remember his name. I had
0: the cassettes for him. Like I had Rampage and Ravage and like some Rumble. I had the little cassettes that go with him, but I didn't even have the big, the, the big guy that. Yeah, but I did have, um, I did get this one year, this uh, Jetfire Transformer, which was like just gold for me. I played with that thing. Like that thing lasted till June. Some presents for me <laughs> were like Day of Christmas, by the next day I was bored with it. Yeah. And if it made it definitely. to New Year's, like that was a pretty good toy. Yeah. Well, this Transformer lasted years really for me. It was a good one.
3: Kind of like the Buzz Lightyear of our time. At, yeah,
0: exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but I also got as a second, I have an honorable mention. I have to say, my parents got me um, a one-piece silver ski suit
4: Whoa. Uh, that I absolutely—it
0: was—it was Joff, and it was like I was eleven or twelve. So it was—it was, it was uh, I don't know, nineteen eighty-eight or nineteen eighty-nine. Oh my God, it was so cool. The spaceman <laughs> was on
2: the so, slopes.
0: It was so. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was totally. It was. Completely dated and, and really funny to look at now, but even at the time, I knew it was out there. Wow! But I just loved it. I wanted to be Scott Schmidt and, and jump off uh, cliffs with my skis when I was a little bit. I
3: bet you wore it everywhere, didn't you? I, I wore. I wore it all summer. <laughs> yeah. I did. Sunday morning. Yeah, still wearing it. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I was still wearing it in the summer. I, I remember like getting really way too hot. I'd run around and jump off my couch doing like ski
3: jump tricks
0: <laughs> when I was a kid.
3: I but you were really good, so. weren't you? Like you, you. You can do some quite was a, serious stuff. I wasn't really good kind of when I was a
0: kid. I got I got better when I was a little bit older. I, I spent some time skiing a little more seriously as like a late teen and a young adult. Yeah. But as an 11-year-old, I was just like any 11-year-old, sort of a, a, a goofball who wanted to ski at the trees as
3: fast as I could and try not to hit any. Because <laughs> I've seen some videos of you doing a few jumps on some skis.
0: Uh, yeah, no, there, was, there were some good days out there afterwards too. I, I, you know what it is, is I just, I got, I have ADHD and I have this thing, so some people with ADHD have uh hyper-focus yeah. and like, so I go through these like phases of things where I'm like, I'm going to ski every day for the rest of my life. And that lasted, you know, a decade <laughs> uh, where I really, I really spent a lot of time hyper-focused on skiing. Uh, but yeah, great. I digress. Uh, yeah, quite great, great Those are, those are good gifts, guys. Yeah, Christmas is, is so much fun, and and obviously, um, you know, we're we're here tonight, uh, recording on Christmas Eve, uh, Santa's is roaming around the world, uh, bringing presents to boys and girls, and and we try um, as much as we can in this house, and I, I know you guys have similar values. We try not to make it about the presents
4: yeah. not, um,
0: at Christmas time, um, but but there is something about you know opening that that special gift, that that one that you remember. There is something pretty cool there, about that.
3: There definitely is, but I. I think you two are probably going to be on the same, the same wavelength as well. I get more enjoyment now out of seeing other people open the presents. I get yeah. them. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Especially the children. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. But I also love seeing my sister's reactions and my mum and dad's and, and Soph's. And, you know, it's, it is nicer, I think, now watching other people open gifts than perhaps the ones that you get.
2: I
0: no, not me, man. Give me presents.
2: <laughs> 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 no, I'm with you. I'm with you, ads, because I find that there's, I find there's more fulfillment in the act of giving than receiving. For me, for some reason, when I receive something, I always feel awkward, you know? <laughs> like, I don't like being the center of attention when I open the present, you know? Like, I, I might maybe underreact, or I don't know. I, I don't want to... You know what I mean? Like I, I prefer yeah. the focus being on 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 others. I prefer like like you say, you know, seeing their reaction. Like I actually derive pleasure from seeing people get happy. <laughs> you know, like it's like <laughs> it's one of these things, I guess. I I, I prefer. No, giving I I totally than agree. Receiving.
0: I was uh, I was being facetious, but uh, no, it's for sure more enjoyable as a parent because it's uh, as a kid there is magic. It's magic to you, but as a parent you you're creating the magic. So it's like sort of to the next
3: level, you know? Definitely, definitely. Good, good stuff. It's open,
4: come in.
5: Good evening, everyone. So sorry to interrupt. It's me, Rosie Cotton. It's now a good time to come in for a minute. It won't take long, as I'm sure you're busy with much more important things.
0: (laughs) More important than you, Rosie? Nonsense. There is nothing more important than you. It's lovely to see you, and Merry Christmas.
5: Merry Christmas. I won't take much of your time, loves. I came to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, on behalf of the Ganges as well, and to bring these for ads. I heard what happened with old Tin Can. That's the name of the goat, Why your gloves, ads? She's a pesky old lady, will eat anything she can get her teeth on. Oh, Anyhow, I feel just terrible when I heard about it. And your hands must have been so cold walking the rest of the way to Brandy Hall. So I started on these as soon as I heard. They're made from wool we spun ourselves, don't you know? And they'll be warm enough for working out of doors under a January moon. I do hope they're a reasonable replacement.
0: But Rosie, that happened earlier today. You knitted those in no time.
5: Well, knowing hands make short work of tall tasks. To quote the gaffer... Rosie, I just love them, and they fit, well, like gloves.
3: I will cherish them. Do say hello to Sam and the kids for us, and thank you again.
5: Oh, bless me. You're welcome. after have to run now, loves. I'm fixing to make a batch of my famous mulled wine. Do come by later and have some when you're done. Bye-bye, and a Merry Christmas.
0: And a Merry Christmas to you, Rosie.
3: Thank you for stopping by. Oh, bless her cotton socks. Isn't she sweet, lover? (laughs) The sweetest. Speaking of sweet,
2: can you pass me a figgy pudding? Of course, Eds. Hey, don't get any on those new gloves.
0: (sighs) Oh, Rosie is just the best, isn't she? Oh, that was so nice of her. And those gloves look nicer than the ones I gave you, so uh, you upgraded, buddy. You can thank that goat. Yeah,
3: they're good. They're really comfortable as well. Warm. Hey,
0: um, sorry. Before we uh, move on to anything else, can you can you refill my uh, spruce beer here? May's enjoying it so much. I, I want to try that. Yeah. Thanks. There, there
3: you go. Mm. Uh, reach reach and for my glass Maybe just one as more.
0: Well. Yeah. One more of those scones here. Can you, you want one, buddy?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Chuck as well.
0: There you go. Mm. And Gandalf should be here shortly, I would think. He was going uh, to turn
3: up before, wasn't he? He was the first one you yeah. said.
0: I thought he'd be here first, but uh, you know, he keeps his own schedule. And as I look out the window, I see three very large shapes coming our way. Oh, I wow. think our friends, the trolls, are here.
3: Oh, I've been looking forward to seeing them. Hey, why do you always get to knock? I don't, what? Right.
4: You knocked last time.
6: You're both knocking on me, patience. Move over, Tom, you're standing on me foot.
4: That ain't me! Hey guys, uh, how's it
0: going? Nice to see you. Glad you made it. Thanks for helping us out. Uh, Merry Christmas.
3: Hey, <laughs> just speaking to the mic by the tree there. Here's the script.
2: Oi, this is Tom.
6: And Bert. And William. We don't agree on much.
2: We. That's not true.
6: Yeah, it is, Tom.
2: Why? Because you say so.
6: No, fish face, because it says so in the script.
2: Why?
3: Well, you two have stopped fighting for a minute. You all agree that the
6: Green Door podcast is great, yeah?
3: That's true.
6: Yeah, it is.
3: And that everyone should listen to it.
6: Yeah, they should.
3: Can't argue with that. Well, then let's stick to the script and get on with it. (laughs) You know what, guys? That is... Perfect. Forget the script, and we'll just keep it as you've done there. Brilliant.
2: Suit yourself. Oi,
6: that was easy. Then it's time for our gift to you. It's a
3: theatrical performance called Feats of Strength.
6: Wait a second. I thought we was putting on a show to show them how strong we is.
3: We are you, doll. I told you. I was giving it a fancy
2: name. Remember? Feats of strength. Well, I thought you said feats of strength. Like the feats I got at the end of me legs. And mine smells stronger than anyone's. Wrong
6: again, Tom. William's are worse.
2: All right.
3: What did you say about my feet, you lout?
6: Boys said they stink and they do over. Hey, hey,
4: get, get off me. Get out of here. Thumbs in arm. I'm pushing you.
3: Merry Christmas, lads. It's the thought that counts. It is the thought that counts, and I,
0: I think they're out of here. Hey, guys, this isn't Canada. Don't stay up all night and get stoned. Again. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Merry Christmas, guys. Always a laugh when those hench <laughs> fellows are around. It is always a laugh. Uh, hench. There's a word we don't use in North America. It means uh, strong, right?
3: Yeah, muscular, hench,
2: swall, um,
3: like Arnie, you know, the nigga.
2: Guys, I don't know what's in this drink, but I'm seeing lights appear from thin air over there in the corner by the fireplace.
3: I see it too.
0: That makes three of us, guys.
5: Good evening and happy holidays to you all.
0: Thank you. Wow, Varda, this is really an
3: honor. Elbereth, wow. was an unexpected but welcome surprise.
2: Hey, that was a badass entrance. Merry Christmas to you. And to what do we owe the honor of your visit?
5: Why, thank you all. I just wanted to pop in and wish you all the best this holiday season. It's become a tradition at this party that I light up the big Christmas tree in the center of the party field. A light sprinkle or two of well-placed stardust gives it a lovely glow. But that is a few hours away yet, and for now I wanted to stop in and congratulate you on your first year podcasting about Middle Earth. To celebrate this milestone, I offer a gift to you. Tonight, four of my brightest stars will shoot across the sky, one after the next. One is for each of you, and one also for the show. May they bring you luck and hope in the coming year. When you see them in the sky, let them be a reminder that life is fleeting and lasts but a moment. Therefore, we must strive to burn brightly while our fire is lit. Look for them in the western sky in the first minutes after midnight.
3: Thank you, Lady of Lights. That's a gift beyond
2: price.
0: I am at a loss for words. Your generosity is surpassed only by your beauty,
2: Varda. A gift we will remember and cherish always. Thank you. Hey, is Manway here tonight as well?
5: No. He listened to episode 12 of your show and decided to stay in Valinor.
3: Oh, that's a bit awkward.
4: Uh, really?
5: No, no, I am kidding. The powers know humor too. Namo invented it. (laughs) The truth is, Manway no longer attends many parties. Bad things seem to happen when he does. And with that, I wish you and your listeners much health and happiness and bid you farewell. At least until later. Good night.
2: Now, that was an experience we won't soon forget, and that entrance will be hard to top.
0: (laughs) You stand corrected, (laughs) mate. Gandalf, you're here,
6: and you're late. Late? Why, a wizard is never likely to make the same joke twice. Besides, my arrival at this precise time... And the gifts that I bear are timed to fit the music. It will all become clear to you later. (laughs) Fine. You keep your secrets, then.
2: Hello, Master Gandalf, and Merry Christmas. Can I pour you a glass of wine?
6: Yes, please. And you can fill my pipe with some of that old Toby I smell. Yes. Yes, thank you. Now, business and then pleasure. Where am I to deliver my lines? That microphone
3: by the half there is on, uh, ready to go. Just say your name and read the line when
6: you're ready. This is Gandalf the Grey, and you shall not pass up the opportunity to listen to the Green Door podcast. You can learn everything there is to know about the hosts in a day, but even after a dozen episodes, they can still surprise you. There. How's that, then? Good? Good, yes. On to the gift-giving. Oh, how I love the holidays. On behalf of the Order of the Astari, I would like to present to you these five rings. You see, there are many magic rings in this world, some more powerful and some less. These are what we would call lesser rings. Each once belonged to a member of my order, very ancient. Their magic is subtle, but useful. When worn, each enhances one of the five senses. Taste, touch, sight, smell, and hearing. Use them wisely. I believe this one, yes, the Ring of Taste. I believe it's responsible for derailing Palando and Alatar from our mission. You see, they had it with them when they traveled to the Far East. And I believe it fostered in them a love for the sushi they found there so deep that they did not return for an age. Did I ever tell you the full story of what happened with them? Well, let me tell you. Oh, no time for that now. Must prepare the fireworks and protect them. Don't think for an instant that the master of Brandy Hole is above stealing fireworks, especially when he and his Turkish cousin have been at the barrel since uh, since midday. Well, all right. I hope we all have a very nice Christmas. Off I go. And good night.
3: <laughs> well, I do hope your fireworks are safe. Happy Christmas and uh, no doubt we'll see you later.
0: Yeah, see you later Gandalf
6: and a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Now, now. Seems to me like it would be time for a break. Do come outside and have A share of my pipe. All work and no play. Makes one a Sackville Baggins. (laughs) Come now. It is Christmas. Ads may let's grab our pipes and go
0: blow some smoke rings with a wizard. Come on, let's go. Guys, that was great. I, I can't believe uh, the smoke rings that you were able to blow uh, like that adds through your left nostril. That's I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah,
3: I've been practicing. That is really
0: impressive. And, May, did you see the Chinese dragon, the Gandalf? <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable.
3: Incredible. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Now, uh, I'll tell you what a smoke always does do for me it makes me hungry. So, I'm going to pass you this plate of very edible snacks. And I'm actually going to ask you both a question as well. Mm. Do you have your favorite Christmas foods, your favorite holiday foods that you like? You like eating around the, uh, around the Christmas tree in front of a roaring fire in the evenings, etc., etc. What would they be mm. for you?
0: Great question. May, why don't you go ahead and ladies first. Well,
2: well, well, well. What would Christmas Eve be without a traditional French Canadian Christmas table? So, so
3: running, tell me what's on that.
2: Yeah, what's on that table? So we have the traditional roasted turkey. Um, we have our turkey cooked or basted with apple juice or apple cider. Um, then we have what's called the zetaka or cranberry sauce that go with it. So. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good, and I don't know if you guys remember from last episode, but I passed around those meat pies, those tiltilas. So yeah, those um, those meat pies that have a bit of cinnamon and cloves and savory and thyme. So that's just yummylicious with a nice flaky paste. Um, next up, you know we like to have. Um, beans. Beans cooked in molasses. So that is kind mm-hmm. of like that little Swedish, um, sweetish, not Swedish as in from Sweden. <laughs> 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 that nice little flavor and sometimes we'll throw in some bacon in there so it's got that nice molassy, smoky flavor. And for me, that's a nice Christmas table. How about you, that James? That sounds great. Yep,
0: that sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, I, I like all of that stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of stuffing. So whenever there's a turkey, uh, that's good news for me. What, I'm flavor, what flavor? Maniac. Uh, I, I'm a traditional bread stuffing, uh, maybe cranberries, nothing too fancy. Yeah. Um, my mom used to do um, a couple of different stuffings. Like every year she would try something new. And then, But my grandmother would do the same thing every year, just a traditional bread stuffing. And I, I, I don't know if it was because I was more used to it, became more accustomed to it, but if the, the, the standard bread stuffing was always sort of my favorite.
3: Yeah, we have typically um, sage, sage and onion over here. That's probably the most common.
0: Sounds delicious. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm a mashed potatoes maniac, so I, c- I can just eat plate after plate after plate of mashed potatoes with butter and gravy on them. Oh, my God. I can't get enough. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I like them I like them with, like, a little chunk. I don't. Some people, like my wife's family mix in quite a bit of milk and butter and like whip them with a, a mechanical tool and they, they turn into, they're almost <clears> runny. <throat> they're good, but I like mine, like I, be, I like to be able to put a, a, a fork in my plate and have it stand on its end because they're still thick and starchy and maybe a little lumpy. Um, but my favorite thing to eat at the holidays, bar none, uh, is repeating May's answer. Tortilla is, meat pie is like, you can't have Christmas without it. Hmm. It's perfect it's delicious you can put sweet on it some people put like uh sweet ketchup yes or um, i
2: forgot about that yeah, yeah. sweet ketchup <laughs> so good
0: sweet ketchup on there uh sweet green ketchup on there is really good but um yeah i think that's that's my one have to have
3: every year ads well we have the yeah the traditional traditional plate you know the turkey or, or chicken or Uh, Roast potatoes stuff in Bread sauce, veg, all of that stuff Which is great But then one thing that I will always Tend to do on Christmas evening Sitting down to watch uh, You know, watch the TV Or play a game Or watch the Christmas film Whatever it is And I have cold chicken or turkey sandwiches With tomato and salad cream It's a bit of a tradition And I love it
0: Mmm yeah, traditions are great, and I just love food. So I mean, you can't go wrong with 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 anything delicious, any time of year. But there's some things, yeah, around the holidays. Hmm, good answers, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Now enters Théoden, Lord of the Mark.
3: Greetings, Green Doras. Long have I travelled across many leagues to be at this wondrous celebration this evening. With horse and horn, I come to these halls tonight to show my appreciation for your hard work this last year. Westu, and Hull, you are most welcome, Lord of the Mark. I trust your journey to Brandy Hall was a good one? I rode swiftly, as if off to war, the hooves were kind, our trumpets sang, and the winds of Manway blew behind us. The only danger we encountered was a dark shadow on the borders of your country, in the shape of a great bear. It roared, and the horses thundered past. Afraid in the presence of such a beast, I do not know its whereabouts now, but I would not wish to see or hear it again.
4: Hmm.
0: It sounds to me, Lord, like you may have run into Bayorn. It's true he can be appalling when angry, but he's kind enough when humoured. He's a skin changer. Uh, Not to be confused with a furrier, a word that should be avoided altogether if you should run into him later this evening. Now, please come in. uh, Make yourself comfortable. Uh, I'll give you the lines we've printed up. If you want to have a few practice runs and have a drink and warm
3: up, And get ready, I know uh, you may be new to podcasting. (gasps) My friend, when last I looked, Théoden, not James, was king of Rohan. I do not practice, good sir, I act. Let me move into the light, away from the darkness, and read your words. This is Théoden, Son of Thangle, King of the Golden Hall, reminding you to listen to the Green Door podcast. Whilst they sometimes may miss the mark, they are true of heart, and when the beacons are lit, they always answer the call.
2: Thank you, my lord. You speak justly. May you find great courtesy in these halls this evening. Perhaps if I can interest you and your men in my own freshly baked Viking bread, complete with accompanying vlog on my YouTube channel, Makeahela?
3: My lady, you are both fair and kind. I thank you for your generosity. You remind me of my sister-daughter, Eowyn. You have the same glint in your eye, and I warrant also a steely strength in your arm when you hold a blade. I shall certainly indulge in both the bread and the V-log. Now, I also have a gift for the podcast. Six Strong steeds, hark, listen now, you can hear them neighing as we speak. They will serve you well, as they did their former masters.
0: Wow, such an incredibly generous and kingly gift, Lord Théoden. Uh, We will take good care of them. And thanks for stopping by and helping us out, and we wish you nothing but an incredible evening of Christmas festivities. Please, uh, go enjoy yourself, and don't let us hold you up here any longer.
3: Merry Christmas. I bid you all good night. Oh, one last thing. If you see that wizard before I do, tell him I want my horse back.
0: Wow, and there goes the King of Rohan, the Lord of the Mark. Wasn't that... Oh, I can, uh, I can hear him riding off, but I see through the window that our six gifted steeds are still out there making some noise. We'll have to stable them um, and take a little break here in a few minutes, I think, guys. Pretty amazing guest list so far.
3: What do you think, Ads? It's not every day you get to chinwag with an ent, three trolls, one star queen, a wizard, a king and rosy, flipping cotton. I know.
0: know. It's sort of unbelievable. Uh, I sure hope everybody's having as good a time as we are because this has been a lot of fun, and we have more guests slated to appear. Uh, You guys having a good time? Has this been a good time?
2: It's been brilliant. So much fun. Hey, what's that barking noise? Beams, open the window. See who it is.
0: Will do, and... Well, hello there. Look, guys, it's Farmer Maggot, and he's brought Grip, Fang, and Wolf. Who's a good puppy? Look at you boys. Nice to see you, Farmer Maggot.
3: Merry Christmas. Good evening, Master James, Master Adam, and of course, Miss May. It's been a long time since I saw you three around this here neck of the woods. You here for the party, I expect. Why,
0: yes, sir, we are. And we were just saying what an excellent party it's been. And a wonderful evening. We've had so many incredible guests stop by already. Uh, Can we offer you something to drink, Farmer Maggot, or something to eat? Uh, I'm sure Ads would be happy to get you a plate of mushrooms.
3: Well, that is mighty generous of you, Master James. But I'm actually working tonight, at least for a few more hours. Besides farming, I have a bit of a side business in security surveillance. Lots of queer folk wandering in these parts too near the river, especially in recent days. So me and the dogs just patrolling around brandy hall, so all you good folk can enjoy yourselves without fear of anything outlandish happening. We well, do Drop by when you finish later, Mr Maggot. I, for one, would love to hear some of your stories. Uh, Just out of interest, Theoden, Lord of the Mark, has just very generously uh, given us six horses. Um, I don't suppose you can recommend a good stable in the area, can you? Uh, You know, we'd better feed and shelter them this evening before we get to... Merry? Well, Master Adam, that I do. Just a short walk away behind the east door entrance. I can show you now if you'd like. That would be mighty kind. Thank you.
0: Kind indeed. And adds, I just had an idea. Uh, While you go with Farmer Maggot, why don't you take the portable mic with you? And that way, uh, on your way back, maybe you can do a a, a detour or take the scenic route and uh, see what you can capture on audio and see who you can bump into. Great idea.
3: Yeah, that sounds like a plan.
2: I don't suppose, Farmer Maggot, that you have any available fields where we could home our six new steeds moving forward. We'd be happy to pay, of course.
3: Well, Miss May, you are in luck. Turns out that a while back, I had a run-in on my land with one of the big folk. All black he was, cloaked and hooded up. I didn't like the looks of him, and even Grip took one sniff and let out this yelp as if he'd been stung and bolted off howling. Mighty strange and gave me the proper shivers. Anyhow, this here chap hissed that he was looking for someone. Mr Baggins, you know him of course. See this black rider He'd come riding up over my fields to the west, which mighty put me out, so it did. I threatened to turn the dogs on him. He then almost knocked me over riding off. Nah, see those seven western fields? I used to farm potatoes in them, but now, blimey, if I can grow even one spud in them, I'm lucky. Grass be fine, but potatoes, I've had to move. You'd be welcome to use those seven fields, young masters and miss, for your horses. I just ask that you keep them trimmed for me. I don't want no hay from them either. Be good to see them used again, to be honest. Mrs. Maggot does worry about them, so she'll be pleased when I tell her.
0: Well, we'd be delighted to take you up on that very kind and generous proposal, Farmer Maggot. But only if you'll allow us to buy you uh, pints of ale every season to show our
3: continual gratitude. I would let you shake my hand, Master James, if it wasn't so dirty. Now come along, Master Adam. These horses will be waiting. Good night to you, Master James, Miss May... It's been a queer day, and no mistake. Some of the guests I've seen arriving, and look, the fog is starting to drift over the brandy wine now. Here, Grip. Here, Fang. Here, Wolf. Come on,
2: lads. Good night, Farmer Maggot.
3: Yes,
0: good night, and Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for letting us use those fields. We will keep them trimmed.
3: Yep. Yeah, see you soon. Crikey, he walks fast. I'd better run to catch him up. Hey guys, hopefully uh, you can hear me loud and clear Um, The horses are now fed, uh, watered and safely stabled, Thanks to Old Magus' assistance um, Which means I'm going to make my way back to James and May Um, However, uh, as James suggested earlier I'm going to take the scenic route uh, back Do a little walkabout around Brandy Hall Um, Obviously, Christmas Eve and, uh, yes, you can hear the party is now in full swing. Um, so let's see what sights and delights I can I can find and then we'll share them with you. OK, so we're entering through a majestic east uh, door. Uh, it's painted a wonderful yellow. Um, there's, there's lanterns uh, ablaze on either side of the entrance. Uh, it's wide open. Um, big party, obviously, and, and all of the doors and that are wide, wide open. Um, I can hear music, I think. Uh, you, you hear so much. There's just so much going on all around. Um, but yeah, I, I think I can hear violins, fiddles. Um, the notes are cascading out into the night sky. Um, such a special venue for this Christmas party. It's just brilliant. Okay, so we'll move down this entrance tunnel. Um, Loads of people around. There's a big welcoming room by the looks of it. Uh, Yep. okay, so I've come into this huge room, massive, massive room. Um, And there's the violins, yes. um, The ones we could hear. They're playing, they're over in the corner. Um, elves from Lough Lauren, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So many people dancing. Um, there's a really strong smell of cinnamon um, from mulled wine, I think. Uh, oh, and look, there's a queue for the mulled wine over there. I can see quite a few people. Uh, there's Samathos Samathides. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name I like to call him Bob um, he's first in the queue uh, there's, there's definitely a few green door listeners there waiting patiently as well, I can see <laughs> hey, I can see both ring bearers Caitlin and Pepper um, they're deep in conversation uh, look like they are enjoying themselves though, which is good uh, and look there's Mary and Pippin just behind them in the queue uh, Pepper's just realised now and yes She's told Caitlin and oh it looks like Caitlin's getting something out of a bag. It, the Funko Pop characters she's showing Pippin and Mary are Funko Pop characters. Brilliant, brilliant, well done. Oh wow, I've just realized who is behind me. I've got to be quiet. I don't want to like be too obvious, but basically. There's a sprig of mistletoe hanging from the ceiling. Um, Two of my favourite people are currently sharing a bit of a moment. Um, If I just position the microphone um, discreetly like this, you should be able to uh, guess who it is. Ah, Yava, my love, you really are very beautiful, my sweet flower. I know know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little starstruck Um, that Ole is a smooth talker Um, Yavanna can't resist him right let's let's leave them to it Uh, it's so loud here Uh, there's more music I can hear uh, down this passage uh, I think it's strangely familiar oh wow it's it's Harry Murrell with his new song. We'll stay and have a listen. The dance floor is really quite busy. Um, lots of young hobbit children and a fair few tipsy dwarfs by the looks of it as well. Oh, the, the music is going down really, really well it's such a great tune. I can see Sarah, uh, chatting to Sarah uh, by the fireplace, tapping uh, the feet to the beat. There's Ashik, looks like he's taking a photo, that is so going to end up as a GIF on social media. Uh, He does post some brilliant ones in our Facebook group. Oh wow, you're not going to believe this, nifty footwork going on from Gandalf at the moment. Um, He's uh, (laughs) he's pointing at Harry, and I think he's trying to start a can-can. This should be really good. I would say that the wizards let his hair down tonight, but he never wears it up, obviously. Uh, But you know. Okay, so one can-can. In early stages, the wizards in front. Uh, We then have. Jeff, Jeff Lasala of Tour.com. Hey Jeff Oh, <laughs> Alan and Sean uh, They've had invitations too by the looks of it They are now hanging onto a waist Each uh, like a pair of prancing ponies I'll just wave as they go past, hey guys Legolas, Gimli uh, What a bromance that is Eowyn and Faramir Roof and Sue The Thomases and Beth brilliant, Sam and Rosie. Thanks again Rosie for the gloves.
5: You're welcome of
3: course love, glad you like them. And last but not least, bringing up the rear, and no surprise, it's Nessa. She loves a good dance. Okay, so turning my head slightly to the left, Um, I can see Josh, Josh Glover. Um, He's sitting in the corner, he looks like he's sketching out the scene. as you will know, he does some fantastic artwork, he did a brilliant one, all about the dead marshes and um, it, hopefully he's currently sketching the can-can, it should be very good. Right, I literally I could stay here and listen to this music for so long but we're on a schedule, I've got to get going, so great song Harry, brilliant. Um, see you later Now I think somewhere around here there's Nathan Mills of Beyond the Guitar. He should be entertaining um, some guests uh, I understand so you know we're so lucky to have such a talented duo who represent you know their music on our podcast um, is so talented and um, I think they'll go down a tree tonight. Okay, so down this corridor, uh, excuse me, Ron, thank you, more noises um, I can hear, more music. There's just so much going on. Um, I can actually still hear those noises from the pipes above as well. Uh, quite the clanking actually down this part of the tunnel. Okay, a few side rooms. Uh, I'm passing now on both sides. Uh, I'll poke my head in this one. So th- this looks like a smoking room. Um, definitely, actually, I can smell old Toby now <laughs> wafting out, uh, which confirms it, and I can see Theoden and Aragorn in there, uh, they look in deep uh, discussion, though, quite a serious conversation, um, I think, something about Helm's Deep, um, so we'll leave them to it, uh, but there's loads of dwarfs here, and look, there's Barry there too, hey Barry, um, I don't know if Barry's a smoker or if he's maybe just lost. He's uh, so easily, so easily um, able to get lost in this place. So there are just tunnels everywhere, corridors, rooms. Um, and then, you know, as I said, the music. You go from one room to another room. It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, you know, this place is huge. OK, so I'm continuing down the passage now. Uh, there's, there's rooms, you know, as I've said, on, on the right and on the left, and the corridor's full as well. It's full of party guys. Um, I'll poke my head around this one now, look in this room. Oh, brilliant, it's Bilbo. Hey, Bilbo. He, he's, he's nodded at me. Um, he's deep in, deep in the middle of a story by the looks of it. There's a group of cross-legged Arbit children. Um, who are currently listening with this wonderful expression uh, on the faces. Uh, I, think, I think he's retelling the, the, uh, the story of how he came by the ring. Um, I've definitely picked up the words riddles and golem so far. Um, I wonder which version he's uh, telling. Anyway, we've got to go. We've got to move on. Um, I've got to get back to record the second half of the podcast. Uh, James and May will be wondering where I am. So we'll, we'll wave bye to Bilbo and um, we'll carry on down the corridor. OK, so what I've decided to do um, is it's really hot in here uh, and I've heard there's a few things going on outside as well. So we're going to take the exit door here and I think if my bearings are right this should lead me back outside but on the other side of the hill. Excellent, this is what I was hoping for. So I'm, I'm outside now, uh, there's a, a patch of firwood. There's a small path uh, leading down into the trees. Um, I can smell their resin actually, it, it, it's really powerful. Uh, and the pine cones as well, coming up with the cold breeze, it's so, so, um, so striking, I suppose is the right word. Um, beautiful moonlit sky above, uh, if you can picture that, there's not a cloud in the sky at all, uh, just hundreds and thousands of stars, which, considering the present, the amazing present we got from Varda earlier on, You know, it just makes it even more incredible now. It's just such a magical evening. Oh, wow. There's more music I can hear over to my left. And I've just spotted... (laughs) I've spotted a small stage and Nathan. Nathan Mills is over there and he is strumming some sweet Christmas melodies uh, on his guitar. There's loads of merry hobbits uh, all swaying along to the wonderful music that he's playing. Um, Brandy Hall really does know how to throw a Christmas party. We're going to stay and have a quick listen. Nathan, bravo, absolutely brilliant, can't wait to hear more, um, enjoy everyone, enjoy listening to Nathan, uh, we're going to move on now though, so i um, going to keep going down the hill, my toes are starting to lose feeling, it's very cold out here. Um, but I can, I can get a hint of smoke in the air now, um, from down, down on the hill. I think there's a bonfire down there somewhere. Um, I'm led to believe, but we're going to go and have a look now and see what's happening. Okay. got to watch my foot in. Uh, it's pretty steep in places. It's not as bad as Rivendell. Um, that path was pretty dangerous. And this one, it's just a bit all over the place. There's quite deep snow. Um, you know, the whole of the, the whole of the outside, it's just it's just white, but in places the snow is actually really quite deep as we go down the hill, um, and actually the trees, they're getting closer together now, so it's not only it's not only difficult to to sort of feel your way around with your feet uh, walking down, and um, you can't really see anything either. Uh, it's really quite dark. Okay, so trees are starting to, starting to thin out. There's a bit more of the moonlight coming through. Uh, coming through now. I can still smell, you know, the pine cones. Um, oh, a fox. I've just seen a fox passing through uh, on business of his own, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I wonder what he thinks about all these strange doings in his land tonight. Um, at least there's no sleeping hobbits. Uh, so... Um, hopefully he won't think too much. Uh, but good evening Mr. Fox and uh, apologies for making all this all this noise, all this racket. Right. So I've come out onto the hillside and it's absolutely stunning. Open hillside, snow covered, glorious to look at. There's a young hobbits on sledges and they're bringing their, their sledges up to the, the edge of the, uh, the tree line and then careering down the hill. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Bjorn is currently sledging as well. Um, he doesn't really fit on the sledge, I'm going to be honest. Um, and I imagine he'll be very lucky to not turn into a massive hairy snowball uh, by the end of the evening. OK, I can now see a massive bonfire uh, in the field and there is loads of people standing around and some carol singers too. Um, and they're not just ordinary carol singers either. There's Ole, uh, surrounded by adoring dwarfs and Yavanna with tree beard. Um, Tulkus, absolutely smashing it. Great booming vocals. Uh, Melian, Arwin. Frodo uh, quite a few green doors actually as well uh, which is really great to see you've got Andy uh, there's Dave uh, Hina uh, Jacqueline Jeffrey Kyle of Tumbling Sabre uh, Kigo Mark Matt there's Joel and Ruben and Lynn uh, Maya Anne Maria Brad Cyril uh, Catherine Tom Lee John Olga and Paul brilliant we're going to move a little closer, uh, so we can hear better what actually they're singing. Um, I've got a fair idea what it is, but we'll just go a little bit nearer and yeah, as I thought, it's Silent Night. Well, I don't know about you, but it always feels a little bit more like Christmas after you've heard a good carol sing. Um it's freezing, though, so I'm <laughs> not going to lie, it is really cold. I'm going to move back up up the hill, back inside, uh, and go and find uh, James and Matt. I tell you what, these gloves are great, Rosie. Absolutely brilliant. I'm actually quite glad your goat did eat my last pair now. <laughs> Right, let's head back through the entrance. Uh, Lots of music again. Uh, You know, it's really loud. Uh, I think we're going to go left now, down this corridor here. Excuse me. Excuse me. Apologies. No
6: problem. Thank you. Adam.
3: Oh, hiya.
6: Yes, do come have a drink.
3: Uh, No, sadly not just yet. Uh, We've got to finish the podcast first, but. Oh, I'll definitely be back later with James and May.
4: Very good later
3: then. Oh, That was the, uh, <laughs> the Tolkien Society Room. Um, they're apple-bobbing, if I'm not mistaken. OK, now this looks a bit more familiar. It's, it's definitely got a bit quieter in, in this area. Um, and I'm hoping that just around the corner here should be...
4: Oh, my! Uh... There he is! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, hello, three young um, Hobbit women outside uh, our our podcasting door. Uh, My lady, if I'm not mistaken, aren't you Mary's niece? And who are these uh, two lovely uh, fair lasses with you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: Okay, and
3: uh, you all appear to be carrying an enormous uh, quilt for some reason. Yes.
2: This is for you, I mean, all of you. We were too shy to knock. May we come in?
4: Of course, (laughs) right
3: this way. Hey guys, I'm back. I've uh, brought some guests with me.
2: Good evening to you all, and a merry Christmas. I was so glad to run into Adam in the hallway, and we all have something for you that we're very excited to give you. We all made it. Yes. I say we, because 16 hands quilted this tapestry. Here. Oh. Wow. Wow, check this. Oh, wow, that's that's really nice. It really is. That's nice. beautiful. Whoa. We have a quilting club here at Brandy oh, Hall.
4: Single-stitched, we call ourselves. Single-stitched, and none of us hitched. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, when my Uncle Mary told me that the Green Door would be doing your podcast from here and staying for a few days, the girls and I knew that we wanted to do something right away. You see, we often listen to your podcast as we work. You might even say that we're fan girls. We love it. You love ads. <laughs> 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 um, and we know how much the three of you love Middle Earth and its history. So this quilt shows some of the important events that we have marked Buckland in the East Farthing. We hope you might have a wall where it could hang when you record. <sighs> Normally, it would be wrapped, of course, but we've just finished it now. In fact, Miss May caught us in the act putting the finishing touches on it earlier this evening.
0: Well, it is absolutely beautiful. The detail work is incredible, and I know exactly the spot at Bag End where we'll hang it, uh, right beside the chair that Ads sits in.
2: Oh. Oh. Well, we will to let you get back to your work. So nice to meet you. Especially
4: Ads. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, uh, good night ladies. Thanks for stopping by, and thank you for the beautiful quilt.
2: Well, I think we have a hobbit heartthrob in our midst.
0: <laughs> I think you may be right, May. In fact, I think we may have just met the three founding members of the Adam Hillier fan club.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Adam Hillier fan club. Ooh. <laughs>
3: as much as I love you guys taking the mick out of me, um, more important matters, I think out of the window, I've just seen an enormous, abominable snowman uh, coming towards us yeah um, could be a polar bear actually uh, oh no oh wait i know it's bjorn he's covered in snow
0: oh i can definitely hear him why don't you open up that window ads
6: good evening ads and james and may merry christmas tis a fine night for sledding out of doors The children's laughter is so soothing. I would like to get back to it when we're done. The sledding, I mean, of course. And I have to have the ponies practice for their big dance number coming up at the tree lighting ceremony tonight.
3: Dancing ponies? What a sight that will be. Mm,
6: Well, yes, it should be. In fact, they should be practicing now. They aren't that far off. Let me give them a whistle. <whistles> you can have a small preview. And while we wait, we best get to that recording I'm here to do. Is this mic in the tree for me?
0: Yep, yeah, that's, uh, that's good
6: for you, Bayorn. Right there. Here we go then. <clears throat> the Green Door Podcast. Easier to listen to than 14 travelers and a wily wizard. There, how's that? Or, I could be a little more blunt and say something like, Listen to the Green Door podcast, or I'll skin you alive and chop off your head, and you will know what it is to suffer the wrath of Beorne the Mighty. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a little too blunt. Either way, here come the ponies. Okay, like we practice.
4: Look at that.
6: Nine ponies
3: all on their hind legs.
2: Wow, that's incredible. I've never seen such grace. From
4: jazz ballet to top. And now that's like hip-hop. What? Is that the moonwalk?
6: (laughs) Okay, that's enough for now. Save the finale for tonight. Off you go now, back to the stables. And off I go to return to the hill with my sledge. For the thrill and exhilaration, of course. Not for the sound of children's laughter. Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas, Bayorn. Thank you again.
6: Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you, Bayorn. Say goodbye to, Bo- say goodbye to Bayorn, guys. Bye. Take care, Bayorn.
2: Thank you for the show. Thanks for
0: coming. Bye, ba- Thanks for stopping in, and thank you for helping us do the, uh, the promotional audio, and the pony show was incredible. He's
2: so sweet. Wow. That was amazing. There's a big fat teddy bear underneath all this, you know, call it, skinwalker.
0: Yeah, there's a bear. <laughs> there's a bear in there. Uh, he can be a teddy bear, though. You're right. He's he's awfully sweet when he wants to be, and uh, his horses, all of his animals, are, I wonder are really he amazing.
2: Them. I mean, how do you get a pony to salsa?
0: Oh. I, that is a question you'll have to say for Bayorn. Maybe if we can get enough uh, mead into him, you can... Get his lips to uh, reveal some of those secrets but he's he's a pretty sturdy drinker and he can hold his own oh wow what a spectacular piece of embroidery i mean that quilt is just stunning i can see why it took 16 hands to make you, you notice how it depicts um four classic tales four scenes of buckland uh, bottom right corner there where the wolves cross the yeah. river
3: no that's amazing isn't it i mean that's
0: some beautiful that details. That must
3: be uh, where the, uh, the family started to burrow and, and build all around Buck Hill.
0: I think you're right. That's uh, yeah. Gordon Had. Uh, Gordon Had Old Buck there in the top left corner. I think they I think they may have embellished his look. He, he looks awfully tall there for a <laughs> hobbit in the quilt. But uh, he's he's quite the local legend and hero around here, so I guess he's, he's no. getting his due. But what, I mean, that is just a beautiful uh, thing for us. Wouldn't that look great in back end? Mm. It sure will. It absolutely will. Here, um, l- let me take right, it. Well, uh, let me we're... fold
2: it. I'll put it in your traveling pack. Oh, thanks, May. Go.
0: Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can hear, uh, I guess it's getting late because I can hear some of the Hobbit children uh, crying and protesting as they're being dragged <laughs> off to <the> bed. <laughs> uh, which actually, you know what? That's, that's a good time to sort of bring up um, one of my uh, last topics for us to discuss here tonight because we did want to sort of break into some holiday discussion as well. And we've talked about our favourite foods and we've talked about our favourite gifts. So um, why don't we quickly go through what, what about Christmas um, <coughs> warms your heart, brings that smile, that twinkle to your eye and uh, puts that skip in your step uh, makes you drive home from work a little more quickly and a little, a little happier to open the door when you get home. There's something about this time of year uh, and the traditions that come with it. So, um, Ads, May, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys. I've got a couple to talk about. What do you love uh, about Christmas, and what traditions do you hold dear? Okay, well,
3: I mean, my, my favorite part of Christmas is, without a doubt, Christmas Eve itself. Um, when it's dark, yeah. it's cold, you've got the lights on the tree, you've got... I mean, I, I love listening to Christmas carols. At Christmas time, there's something that around about December, I suddenly have an urge to put Christmas carols on to uh, um, to play, and um, it's it's just as you say, traditional. It's something that that feels right at the time. Um, love it, love Christmas Eve. Mm, good answer. May
2: I think one of the classic Christmas traditions that we we observe is. Um, We set some time aside in the weeks before Christmas, and we go as a family, so extended family, aunts and uncles and grandparents, and we make our way to a tree farm. And we go on a tractor ride, and uh, we huddle together, and then we just walk through the fields, and we actually pick our Christmas tree. And um, then once the Christmas tree is picked, then we head back towards the farm and we usually warm up with some hot cider or hot hot cocoa, maybe some muffins, and then that's it. We head back home and we welcome our tree into our house and slowly, slowly... Uh, get it decorated. But like Ed said, uh, definitely turning on the lights uh, at Christmas time because it gets dark so quickly, especially where we live. Uh, At about 4pm it's dark so it's nice to cozy up to the tree, have those nice little lights. And something that I like to do also for my kids is I like to create that little Christmas village. Um, Sometimes I do it at the base of the tree, sometimes I do it up on on a table and so I'll set up like a a little village with ice skaters and like Santa Claus and all these little tiny shops and I like to put little twinkling lights in there. So those are are things that warm my heart and that just make the season extra special.
3: Good answer. Good mm-hmm.
4: answer.
0: Love it. Yeah, my mom had uh, one of those Christmas villages. Still has one of those Christmas villages. Um, you must yes, be talking about Queen Farm. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's amazing about Quinn Farm is uh, the tree. I'm sure you know this, but one thing that's amazing about where May goes uh, is the farm uh, doesn't um, cut the tree down all the way at the base, and so they don't kill the tree. They cut yeah. it down about a foot off the ground, <sighs> it
4: grows. and
0: then they they take one of the branches and turn it up towards the sky, and it, and it just from there the tree yes. is able to that's regrow brilliant. itself. And they harvest this from the same uh, from the same root. I guess. They harvest harvest a tree about every 10 yeah. years. Um, yeah, which is really, I, I love that about the way their setup is. You don't have to feel because I, I sort of, there's something about cutting down a live tree for my own pleasure for a few yeah. weeks that, I don't know, felt a bit wrong. I guess it was the, like, the Yavanna uh, influence on me, but it, it felt a bit wrong when we um, looked at that tradition for our family and when we found Quinn Farm, everything about that I was going to say, tree
3: bird would be proud, wouldn't they? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one, man. My answer is very similar Go to on. yours. Uh, in fact, I, I, I'm going to call an audible. I'm not going to talk about how much I love just staring at the Christmas tree because I had a longer version of this. But as a kid, I used to just love staring at the tree with the lights on and the yeah. decorations. I'd even blur my eyes a little bit so that the the light... It was like putting a filter on, the, on a camera. <laughs> like the light became a little warmer, yeah. a little fuzzier um, when I did that. Uh, and that, that's a good memory for me, but... Um, the other thing I'll talk about really quickly, since you guys both talked about Christmas trees, is the Christmas stocking <laughs> tradition. I really like this one because um, as a kid, of, of course, presents were exciting, and Santa Claus uh, coming to the home you know, was, was uh, like a blast of energy through my veins. Um, Christmas morning, like, like any other household, we were bouncing around off the walls. But there was something about... I would always get up earlier before my brothers. I was the oldest of, of three, I'd always get up earlier and um, sneak into view of the tree and I could tell there were extra presents or whatever if I looked I suppose but my way of knowing if Santa had been there yet or not was always to look at the stockings and see if they looked fat and you know just looking at them they were limp when I went to bed and they'd be stuff piling out of the top and my parents did a really good job of stuffing them full of a good mix of like fun stuff and and toys and yeah. candy and food and fruit. Um, and yeah, the Christmas stocking tradition was, was a, uh, something about that felt really magical to me. And I love doing it um, for my kids as well. There's something about um, doing that part, playing that role for me. That I, I, I really think you've
3: play. hit the nail on the head with that one. The, the, the things that are important for you, the things that you loved as a kid, you, you do find yourself doing similar things then as a parent for your children. And so the tradition, you know, that's the whole yep. essence of tradition, isn't it? You know, it's passed down through generations, and and you'll find that, you know, our kids in years to come will do something in a certain way because that's what we've done, because that's what our parents did, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think that's really, really nice. I mean, the thing I would yeah, yeah, it feels the nice. thing I would would add as well, which um, it, certainly in in recent years, I've really enjoyed. The lead up to Christmas, not just Christmas Eve, but there's been the Star Wars films that in the last few years have, have sort of come out just before Christmas. But I also loved going and seeing Lord, Lord of the films. Rings exactly Harry with my family. Yeah, Harry Potter. Um, and so we've had these big blockbusters in sort of late November, start of December, you know, middle of December, I think, for um, the Lord of the Rings ones. And for consecutive years, you had this this wonderful thing that you were looking forward to just before Christmas to do as a family, Um, and that was really good. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I, I don't have too much to add to that because I think you summed up uh, why traditions are traditions and passing stuff down to your kids. You know, there's something warm and fuzzy about it, and Christmas has a whole bunch of those occasions, uh, opportunities. It's nice. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, I think it's time for us to, uh, to start making plans to end this show. We've got two more guests stopping by. Uh, the party's getting louder outside. Uh, I know that uh, you guys probably have things to do and people to see and mingling and games and music to get to, so let's plug ahead here.
3: Hello. Hello. I was told I would find the Green Door podcast here. I assume the bearded fellow who smelt quite strongly of horses that I just passed was correct, and he pointed me down this corridor. This place, Brandy Hall, is a confusing, claustrophobic mess, very unbecoming of a high elf. You must be James, I suppose. Your voice makes you sound taller.
0: Uh, I actually get that a lot. Uh, Feanor, Lord of the Noldor, it is a privilege to welcome you on to our little show. Uh, thanks for helping us out this evening and agreeing to drop by.
3: Yes, yes, whatever. And you must be May K. Hela, the one that actually talks sense most of the time. I enjoyed your Maythology. I especially liked the fact you named it after yourself.
2: Uh, thank you, I guess.
3: Which, by deduction, means you must be ads. Quite unremarkable, I see. Well, well, I haven't got all night. I don't think I'll be staying long. I have a boat to capture, I mean, catch, over the brandywine. Why, of course, my lord. If you could perhaps just read this short piece here into the mic, that would would be marvellous. It needs to be in Tengwar script. Anything else is below me, and I refuse to read it. This ugh, looks like time's new
2: Roman.
0: Oh, our apologies. That's my bad. Uh, Let me just quickly print you up a new one here in Tengwar script.
2: Can I take your bag and cloak for you, sir, whilst we wait?
3: Thank you, Miss Hella, but I'm fine. This gives me the opportunity, though, to bestow you with the gifts I have brought from afar. Forged of the finest Noldorian metal, crafted by my hands and wrought with elf magic. As the greatest elf who's ever lived, I thought it important to acknowledge your efforts in trying to achieve greatness in podcasting. A tremendously generous gift, my lord, but why ten? We are only three. I don't make three of anything anymore. But these are for your children. Between you, you have nine, and each of their names has been engraved upon the hilt, and the tenth has been engraved with three words, Green Door Podcast. The beauty of its blade may be admired immediately, however, these are not mere toys, and so the other nine have a powerful spell on them. Not with the strength of a cave troll can they be unsheathed before each child's coming of age on their eighteenth birthday. I give them freely on the provision that they never fall into the hands of my enemy. Or a curse I shall place on your microphones.
2: That is most generous, Fanor. We shall, of course, keep them safe back in Bag End. Thank you.
0: Yes, uh, we will keep them safe, but we won't keep them secret. These are worth bragging about. And here is the Tangwar script uh, I printed up for you.
3: this is rubbish I will come up with a classic promo line on the spot (coughs) listen to the green door podcast it is a gem of a show and I am the foremost authority in gemstones that's brilliant thank you my lord
2: Indeed, our gratitude for your assistance this evening.
3: I assure you the pleasure has been all yours. Oh, and one final thing. My lawyers will be writing to you presently to discuss the copyright infringements regarding the Palantir app. You have been flouting with such open disregard. I... Bid you all good night. Meiros, Maglor, we depart. Grab me one of those meat bats. I'm starving. It's what? Roasted swan. Wonderful. Oh, great. It's the dwarf again.
6: Ah, I thought I smelled something pompous. Hello. Oh. Oh, Feanor, surely your height works against you then. The air up there must be too thin for clear thinking. The three of them together fall short of the Arkenstone's beauty.
5: On
3: the contrary, stunted one, each Silmaril is
6: thrice as magnificent. All your taste is in your mouth, you. Well, that might be true, because I like you, Feanor. Now, don't go
3: drinking all the ale without me. I guess we crossed Feanor on the way in. Uh, Do you know each other? Know
6: each other? Aye. A deep respect for one another Feanor and I have formed over time, based on a mutual respect for gemstones, but also a great rivalry. Some fiery discord have we had. Some say we mix like oil and water, but closer to the truth would be oil and oil. And always close to a lit match. But enough about Feanor. I've come to talk about the Green Door podcast. Feanor talks enough about himself. So what would you like Thorin and Oakenshield and to say about the Green Door podcast?
2: Hey there, King under the mountain. You can come over and stand by the hearth. Ooh, I have to say, your beard looks awesome. What do you put in there? Is that coconut oil?
6: No. It's jojoba oil. Absorbs more quickly.
2: Ah, say, can you read this into the mic, Thorin?
6: Aye. Very well. This is Thorin Oakenshield, and you are listening to the Green Door Podcast, sharing their love for food and song and cheer and making the world a merrier place.
0: Oh, that was absolutely perfect, Thorin. Thank you. Uh, Can we offer you something to
6: eat or drink? You can offer both, and I'll gladly accept. A pint of stout, if you have it. And whatever that savory dish is over there by the swords. I'll have some of that. Tell me, where did you get these marvelous weapons? Those were a gift from Feanor.
0: One for each of our children and, and one for the show. The nine for the kids are protected by a magic spell that keeps them sheathed until our kids turn 18. Swords for children. Pfft.
6: Typical. Well, let me offer you my gift. When I arrived at Brandy Hall this afternoon, I was struck and impressed by all the windows. hundred and fifty-three, I'm told. But I was more impressed still when I spoke to Mary Aruk and found out that you three had offered to wash them all after the party.
3: We thought it was the least we could do, especially as Mary had invited us to stay after the party and into the new year, if we please. Plus, he's also allowed us full access to every corner of Brandy Hall this mm-hmm. evening. Yeah,
0: full access,
3: including every
0: pantry and uh, the library.
3: Yes, right, especially those, and you know, we wanted to show our gratitude so we asked Mary what the most dreaded chore at Brandy Hall was and he responded without hesitation
6: so we
3: offered to do it um, as a way of saying thank
6: you and a noble offer it was but I'm not certain that you realise the amount of work involved it would take the three of you half a week to do a proper job of it so my gift to you is a practical one that will save you hours and hours of arduous labor. More useful than swords for children. In the morning, I will have 10 young, strong dwarves come and wash and wipe and polish all of Brandy Hole's 153 windows, inside and out, until they shine like the Arkenstone herself. You can all sleep in and enjoy the well-deserved rest.
3: Wow. Ten swords, firstly, and now ten dwarfs to do our chores. We are blessed. They will definitely make quick work of the windows indeed.
6: Did I say ten dwarfs? I meant eleven, of course. Ten is such a common number. And with that, I'm off to get some of Rosie Cotton's mulled wine. The smell of it has been calling to me all evening, and I can ignore it no longer. Plus, my sister-in-law... Ask me to watch over my nephews, Feely and Killy, and keep them out of trouble. (sighs) I'd have an easier time keeping Bomber out of the pantry if you follow me. (laughs) Farewell, James. Farewell, lads. And good night, sweet May. Merry Christmas to you all.
3: Thank you again, Thorin. Happy Christmas.
0: Yes, thank you so much for helping us, and have a very happy holiday. I will. That was great guys. May, are you fanning yourself?
2: Did Thorin Oakenshield, son of Train, son of Thror, just call me sweet?
0: He did. <sighs> <laughs> okay, well, while you catch your breath, May, uh, I think we should Oh my god, what was that? The roof. There's something on the roof that is not the pipes, guys.
2: Hey, is that Santa? Are those reindeer's
3: on the roof? What huh? is that noise? I'm gonna have a look out the window. Oh, guys. <laughs> no, it's not Santa. Oh, God, I didn't. Oh,
2: wow. It's Shelob. Shh. No, it's not Santa, baby, hurrying down your chimney tonight. But do not be frightened, please. I know my farm is unpleasant, and my voice is harsh, but give me a minute to explain why I'm here. You see, every year on Christmas Eve, Shelob is alone. While others gather and celebrate and feast, Shelob watches from a distance. Tonight. Shelob has come again to watch from the shadows. But listening to you and all your visitors being so kind to each other gave Shelob the courage to come out of the shadows, to wish you all a Merry Christmas. That is the first time I've ever said that.
3: Well... Merry Christmas to you as well.
0: Yes, indeed. Merry Christmas. Uh, In the spirit of the holidays, uh, let me say that while your appearance may be foul, something about you tonight feels fair. Uh, Why don't you come down off the roof and come inside and join us?
2: Yes. Do come in and share our table and our fire. Really? Sherlock was sure you would run away or maybe point out those shiny metal pokers at her. Sherlock is Glad she came down to say hello. Sherlock wants to do something nice for you. Many times tonight, Sherlock has heard complaints and problems about the pipes in these tunnels. And she can help. Sherlock can fix the leaks and repair the old pipes. Pipes are not that different from webs. Intricate and interconnected. Plus, spiders work easily in tight places. But this is a big job and there are many tunnels. A dozen of us could do it in a day. My cousins from Mirkwood Forests are not far off tonight. They too wanted to see the party, but there is a tough old hobbit with some ferocious dogs that has been relentlessly patrolling since dusk and has kept them at a distance. They too have watched many Christmas celebrations from afar but never participated. A chance to enjoy Christmas for the first time would bring out the very best behavior and workmanship. From my cousins.
3: I'll speak to the master of Brandy Hall. He is kind and just. His hospitality is boundless, and his party open to all who would come. Goodwill is the admittance fee.
0: And I'm sure Master Mariadoc would be thrilled at the prospect of new plumbing.
2: Wonderful. Shalob will go now and find her kin and extend your offer. I am certain they will happily accept. Many of the outdoor activities appeal to us spiders, especially the ice skating. We are excellent skaters, and our additional arms will prove an advantage in any snowball fights that might arise. (laughs) We will likely avoid the tree lighting ceremony, not to be rude but the starlight is terribly unpleasant to us.
0: Well, uh, that makes sense. And nobody will be offended. Uh, do hurry up and find your cousins because the party is just heating up. And in fact, I think that's probably our cue guys to to wrap this show up pretty soon. Um, good, good night, Sheila. Thank you for stopping by and we'll see you in a bit.
3: Well, what an amazing night it has been guys. I feel super privileged to have been able to share this wonderful experience with the two of you. Um, and the night is young. Definitely agree, I think. Let's wrap things up. Let's get out of there and mingle and continue enjoying ourselves. Yes,
0: sir. You said
3: it. Uh, ads, I think you're right. It's
0: time to trade these headphones in for dancing shoes. Get out there and enjoy Master Marriott's party. Uh, so before we do that, there's a couple points of business. And the next thing I'm going to do before we say goodbye is pass along some Christmas wishes from some friends of ours. Merry Christmas from Nathan Mills at Beyond the Guitar.
2: Happy Holidays, everyone, from Caitlin Ringbearer of the Green Door Podcast.
6: Hey, everyone. This is Harry Morel, the Green Door Podcaster. And I would just like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season.
0: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Alan and Sean at at the Prancing Prancing Pony Pony. Podcast. Hey, thanks, guys. And and thanks to everyone who sent in those messages. I do want to say uh, Pepper. Our other ring bearer did send me in a message, but the file was corrupted, and it was too late for me to uh, fix that problem. But thank you, Pepper, for sending that in, and thanks everybody who stuck around for the two hours or whatever we're at now for this show. Uh, And before we completely wrap it up, uh, on behalf of myself and on behalf of May, who stepped out temporarily, I think she went to have a dance with Thorin, frankly. Uh, But on behalf of myself and May, I just want to say very Merry Christmas to everybody, to all our listeners, to all our friends out there uh, who take the time month after month, episode after episode, to download uh, our little show and give us feedback and chime in on social media and share your opinions. We really do uh, love every minute of it, and we want to wish you all the best over the holiday season, Uh, health and happiness. Um, On You know, from May, I'm going to say, uh, stay curious. And from me, I'm going to say, uh, don't forget to keep your feet and happy wandering
3: ads. Well, I guess it just leaves me to now say, happy Christmas, James. Happy Christmas, May. Um, I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, I hope your 2019 is full of joy and happiness and laughs aplenty and more of the Green Door podcast. And the same applies to our friends and our listeners. Thank you for um, supporting us, uh, giving us your your ears over the last year, and for all of the, the wonderful interactions, the, the, the love, the friendships that have grown. Have a great Christmas and have a wonderful 2019.
0: Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Sophie and the kids, and... Uh, All the best. And I guess that's our cue to exit. So I will leave you with one last uh, goodie, one nugget, a song we made for you. And uh, it was inspired by all these generous, gracious, amazing gifts that we received tonight. So enjoy this, uh, our 12 days of Christmas.
4: On the first day of christmas our good friends gave to us a green door in a white tree On the second day of christmas our good friends gave to us two purple gloves and a green door in a white tree On the third day of christmas our good friends gave to us three hench friends, two purple gloves and a green door in a white tree day of Christmas our good friends gave to us four falling blurs, three hench friends, two purple gloves, and a green door in a white tree. On the fifth day of Christmas our good friends gave to us five old rings, four falling blurs, three hench friends, two purple gloves, and a, a green door in a white
2: tree. Sixth day of Christmas Our good friends gave to us Six steeds and May Five fly. old
4: rings Four falling blurs Three hedge friends Two purple gloves and, and a green door in a white tree. tree On the seventh day of Christmas Our good friends gave to us Seven lawns for trimming Six steeds and May Five old rings Four falling blurs Three Friends, two purple gloves, and a, a green door in a, door in a white tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, our good friends gave to us eight maids a quilt seven, seven lawns for trimming,
2: six steeds an a nay, and five, five old
4: rings, four falling blurs. Three hench friends, two purple gloves, and, and a green door in a white tree. On the ninth
2: day of Christmas, our good friends gave to us
1: Nine ponies prancing
4: Eight maids a quilted. Seven lawns for trimming Six steeds a Five old rings Four falling blurs Three hench friends Two purple gloves And a green door in a white tree On the tenth day of Christmas Our good friends gave to us Ten swords for sheathing Nine ponies prancing Eight maids a-quilting Seven lawns for trimming Six steeds in name Five old rings Four falling blurs Three henge friends Two purple gloves And a green door in a white tree on the eleventh day of Christmas, our good friends gave to us eleven wipers wiping, ten swords for sheathing, nine ponies prancing, eight maids a quilting, seven lawns for trimming, six deeds and names, five old rings, four falling blurs, three hedge friends, two purple gloves, and, and, a and a green door in a white tree. tree. Of Christmas our good friends give to us Twelve plumber's plumbing Eleven wipers wiping Ten swords for sheathing Nine ponies prancing Eight maids of quilted Seven lawns for trimming six Sixty cleaning Five old rings Four falling blurs Three hench friends Two purple gloves And, and a, a green, green door in a white, white tree, tree.
2: Think we got it. Think we got it. If we don't got it, then that's what it is.